You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Good morning, buenos dias. We are going bilingual this morning in honor of the awesome tacos we got from around the corner this morning. Thank you, Dick, for bringing tacos to morning with Lone Star. Dick would say you're welcome, but his mouth is currently filled with taco. Skippy here alongside Dick on a Tuesday morning. Morning's Lone Star sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, lots of stuff going on today in the news and in the world. Want to be a part of the conversation? Call in at 936-647-3776. Check us out on Facebook at MWLoneStar.com or text Dick directly on his private cell if you have the number. If you don't have it, give me a buzz. We'll see if we can work something out. So um, maybe you can step in so I can grab a bite of taco, Dick. Sure. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's 903, hanging out in the studio, having fun. The usual. Having tacos. Yeah, the usual. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good usual to have. It's a foggy morning this morning. I don't think that cold front thing's coming in. Yeah, this stuff uh, started going last night, so I was driving back in this huge thing. Now, would you you categorize this, you know, as fog or mist? Oh, fog. Was this fog? um, Because it's not, I didn't feel chilly. I didn't feel dewy. So wouldn't that be more of a mist? One would think, I I did like, uh, you know, there are two movies. You got The Fog and you got The Mist. And, of course, The Mist was originally a a Stephen King short story. And they turned it into a movie. And they're saying The Mist, but, man, that looked like fog to me. Yeah, this looks like fog. And in The Fog, which is a John Carpenter movie, they look like, um, well, uh, like fire extinguishers. (laughs) It was lower budget. So are you you a The Fog man or are you The Mist man? What's your favorite? Oh, movie-wise? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I've never seen The Fox, so I would have to say The Mist. Because The Mist did have a crazy story. Like, that was a cool movie. Now, the short story I never read, but the the, the movie itself was... The short cool. story? Yeah, uh, so Dick and Skippy are talking Christmas-type stuff with scary stories, but I figure if we can get away with the ghost of Christmas, past, present, future, we can get away with The Fog and The Mist. Uh, the movie The Mist actually followed the, the short story very closely. Uh, the... Only real difference is the ending, the very ending where they run out of gas. And from that moment on, that's where the short story stops. So the whole thing with, okay, we got five people and four bullets. That was added for the movie. And Frank Darabont, who wrote it, didn't tell Stephen King. And he's like really worried that King was going to get all mad. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Add it to my story. King, at the end of it, he watched it. He said, man, I I wish I'd come up with that. I feel like Stephen King, though... Like, who cares what he thinks? Because he always complains. Well, I mean, it, he sells his movie for a dollar or the rights to the movie, yeah, for, and then he complains about it. Well, for when, when they take it and run with the big budget. Now, that was the early days, which is why I loved. I remember when Maximo Overdrive was coming out, which was the movie version of a short story he wrote called Trucks. And he decided to direct it himself because he said he got tired of people jacking with his stories and he was going to show them how to do it. And I don't, did you ever see Maximum Overdrive? It is like one of the worst movies like ever. It's so bad. You didn't like the end? No, I didn't like, I don't, I don't know if, I can't remember if I made it to the end. I think I blocked a lot of it. But uh, no, with Darabont, with the ending of The Mist, he said he loved it. So The Mist is very creepy. It's got some ah moments, but 
you know, it's pretty formulaic. You need to watch The Fog, but not the remake, not with with whoever it was, uh, Superboy. Uh, you need to watch the original with uh, Adrian Barbeau, Hal Holbrook. Uh, it was, it, it's got some moments that just make you, you freak out. I mean, you're just screaming at the TV. No, 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 no. So yeah, typical Christmas stories here on Mornings with Lone Star, talking about the fog and the mist. Uh, oh, uh, and I will get you a fresh copy of The Room. I'm sorry, I just remembered that. I thought I'd say that now because I'm going to forget otherwise. So I did try. Right, yeah. So apparently there's some some sharing programs that they want. I guess they want you to, to get your, you couldn't download it as a guest or something? No, I just said, you access this, please create an account. Or would you like to link this to an account? What account would you like to link to? And ah, I was okay. like, uh, I'll just, I'll, well, we'll get you the room because that's my that is my Christmas gift to you. Oh, thank you. Oh, it, don't mention it. So uh, yeah, so okay, so we talked about the fog. Do be careful out there because uh, uh, in Houston there was a bad. They actually shut down the the six ten loop because of this multiple accident that was like fog related. Um, uh, did so, I tell you about the accident I went into on Friday? I don't think so. No. Uh, let me look it up. I want to know exactly. Uh, so basically, I was driving down forty five southbound to Houston. Uh, and it was bumper to bumper from like before the shepherd curve almost to 610. Wow. And I was like, this is crazy. What's going on here? And all of a sudden I see all these flashing lights. It's like, man, there's a big act. They're going to make us leave the, they're going to make us leave the, uh, the highway. Well, it turns out it was on the side of the road. It was a mattress place. Was on fire. Oh wow! And I'm talking like on fire, on fire. But they not were, gallery, they, right? Because they no, already no, no, burned no. up once. This thing was like at least a ten car fire, and they had all the fire trucks as high as you can get the water shooting down on the plant. It was like a plant. Mm -hmm. It looked like, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty intense to walk, look at it, and that's why everyone was slowing down. And so I never seen that many fire trucks in one place and trying to calm down. Like I mean, it was a giant fire. It was almost like if you look at downtown Conroe. I know there's been a fire here, so this might be taboo to talk about. But, like, imagine all the way from uh, Deborah's place down the street on Main all the way to, like, Mimi's or further down to uh, West Davis Street. It was just, like, all these buildings on fire because that long. Jeez. Yeah, I can spread quick. And especially because, you know, gallery furniture, which is in that area, that actually uh, burned up a couple of years ago. Uh, and uh, so they made it back from that. But isn't it? I think I read somewhere that, you know, they say, like, smoke inhalation is the number three cause of death on, in, a, in a fire. Uh, first, it's asphyxiation because the fire sucks out the oxygen. But next, it's the, you know, you're not supposed to crawl on the floor anymore because— a You're just supposed to run. Yeah, run fast. But they say crouch because, uh, like, carpet and furniture and stuff, the, the new treatment, it burns and, like, produces, like, a cyanide gas or, or something like that, that if you go on the ground, you're going to inhale that, so you got to— Crouch and run. Boy, we're just a bundle of Christmas joy this morning, aren't you? Aren't we this morning? Talk about the, the fog. Uh, we can, you know, make it a trifecta. Talk about our, uh, that we're, we're sending our thoughts out to the uh, the Amtrak accident. Three people did, uh, have been confirmed dead in that. Uh, latest news on that. For those of you who don't know, that uh, there's an Amtrak train that was uh, tooling along. Um, and where was it? Pennsylvania? I honestly can't remember where it is. But uh, it derailed. No, I'm so... Something happened in Pennsylvania. Where was it? I'm just laughing at you. I'm, I'm trying to scroll through the thing. But it was in a 30-mile-an-hour zone, and it jumped the track going about 80. Yeah. Well, this is one of those stories that you really don't know 
and you can't just keep like the fact that they released that. That's just, that's so much speculation, and now everyone's trying to blame somebody. Well, that's the thing. It's you're talking sources uh, again. It's to hit the news cycle, and it was Washington State. I remember that now. Um, it was south of Seattle. Yeah, so I remember Washington State because my uh, my uh, stepson is in the army, and he's out in Washington State, and he marked himself as uh, safe during that. But apparently, this train jumped the track and, and hit the uh, uh, front car, hit the interstate. Uh, so yeah, so there are a lot of people are like jumping all over this. But here's the thing: it, 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 it's a fact. It was going fast. There was no way to tell. You know. Was a terrorist? Did the engineer have a heart attack? Was there a suicide? You know, there's no way to tell. These are just the facts. And, and unfortunately, NTSB is an agency, just like all the others, that they, they feel compelled that if they don't tell the media something, the media will just take it and run with it. So well, I feel like that happens any, any, anyway. Well, they do, but I guess trying to mitigate the damage. If they say, you know, we have no comment at this time, the investigation is ongoing, think about the wild stuff that's going to come up. Oh, uh, you know, on, on both sides. So we will find out eventually what made it go fast like that. And uh, then we'll take it from there. But in the meantime, those are the facts. I mean, you're right, Dick. People tend to like jump all over stuff. Well, especially a situation like this. I f it's just one of those things that there has to, they have a process and you just got to let the process happen and you know, trust in that process because you, like you said, it could have been the driver had a heart attack and just, Literally within moments before slowing down, he didn't because he was slumping over the yeah. throttle. I mean, it, it could be anything, truly. And uh, truth will out what the public needs to know. They will know. No, the public does not have a right to know everything about everything. And, you know, you can call me out on that if you want. But what the uh, investigators determine is necessary to know, we will know. So... Okay, we'll find some perkier stuff to talk about. Yeah, how about, yeah break. when we get to the break. Let's take a I way. mean, you're killing me. I read an article today about a woman getting mauled oh, by her I, dog and then she's eaten a, yeah, by her. She got eaten by her pit bulls. Just, oh, uh, my gosh. What a way to go. I just get it out of the way this morning and, and from the 10 to 11. <laughs> Morning's 11 Star brought to you by Clean Sweep Office, Clinton Conroe Coffee. We'll be back right after this. Feliz Navidad. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Joyeux Noel. That's French. What other uh, languages do we know Merry Christmas in? Oh, Canadian. Merry Christmas. A. That's it for me. I can't Cling on. I'll just say Kaplock, which is success. Uh, success in your uh, quest for Christmas tree toys. I went, <laughs> I went totally. Uh, I got to do a call out to Mrs. Skippy, who got a bug in her ear to buy glitter wrapping paper. Have you ever dealt with glitter wrapping paper? For Christmas. Didn't we talk about them gonna ban they're gonna ban glitter? They need to ban the heck out of that. That was the most obnoxious. I looked like like Edward the the glittery vampire. It, it was it was all over the place. So I scooped like all together and I put it on her side of the bed. Because <laughs> I mean I could like scrape it with a you know business card into yeah. a pile. That stuff was ever I was cursing her name as I'm trying to wrap these presents because I'm a horrible rapper never to begin again. With. yeah never I'm a horrible rapper to begin with I mean give me a cube and I'll screw it up it, it just I can't I can't make it work I am not a Christmas rapper and it took me hours yesterday to get these things wrapped and the glitter like I said it was everywhere so I threatened her that I was gonna wait for she, her to fall asleep and I was gonna like work into her hair throughout the night and then just make her oversleep and not be able to I think that was her. just gonna naturally happen <laughs> Let, let the glitter flow through you. Let the glitter flow. It's going to be the name of my band's next CD, I think. Let the glitter flow. I like that. I'm going to go with that. Well, um, I've been reading a lot of reports about how bad Star Wars is. Really? And our, our buddy John, our financial buddy, he said he gave it 9 out of 10. So I want to try to get him back in the studio and see what he, after you see the movie. I'm, I'm going to see it tomorrow, the 205 over at the... Uh, the big one in the woodlands. I've got D-box seats ready to go. One. The big one. The big one. Uh, my daughter and I are going to enjoy the heck out of it. And, I, you know, I'm old school. I'm a purist. I'm from A New Hope before it was A New Hope. And though I despise the original trilogy with the white hole, because it was revisionist, every time it gets messed with when Lucas says, oh, I meant for Honda to shoot first. Oh, I meant for them to say parsecs. It, um, I, again, I just love the fact where Obi-Wan chops off Basically slices and dices Darth Vader, and then he tells Luke later, "Yeah, I wanted you to have his lightsaber when you're old enough." I don't remember that line being in the in the the third movie. Well, I I think really the main issue people are going to be facing is it's in the hands of Disney, and Mark Hamill said it best: is he he felt this industry, the level of this industry, isn't about making something enjoyable; it's about making the most money. So that's what he said out of one of the conferences about the Star Wars saga and all that. People could be asked him, you know, what do you think about the new movies? And he basically says it's just a cash grab, which it is. But then again, it's like, you know, at least they're not as bad as Batman versus Superman and things like that, where the, the actual movie itself isn't even comprehensible. Right. And yeah, it is a cash grab. I don't think in all situations, like, Cash grab is a bad thing if you have a quality product to go with it. But think back to, you know, the, the mid-70s when Lucas was making Star Wars. No one had any idea. In fact, everybody put their money at the same time. Uh, well, what, well, what's crazy about him, though, in that story is somehow out of it, he still didn't change. 
In a sense of like, you still got like a different movie every time they came out with a Star Wars movie. The first trilogy, yeah. You no, know, even one through three, like those oh, are yeah, still. Yeah, they were different. What's what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you would think that they would either go the smart way and like let's let's get someone in Disney to handle it. They're gonna make a subpar movie, and it's still gonna make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But no, he's I like, guess. no, I want to do it. No, I want to do it. I think the first trilogy was, hey, look, I found a green screen. But um, well, I don't think a lot of people give. ILM and him props because that was the first movie ever filmed in digital media. That's right. So, and, and that, that to me, that's a pioneer kind of thing. It so, was indeed, but I, it was also, I think, a little misguided, much like uh, Peter Jackson when he filmed The Hobbit at 60 frames a second. It looked looked like video, it looked like home video. Yeah. It, oh, that movie just sucked. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't put The Lord of the Rings in three movies and then expect to take The Hobbit, which is, let's face it, you know, one tenth of the scale. And stretch that out. When I heard it was going to be two, it's like, okay, we're stretching. And then I heard after Del Toro left that Jackson was going to step in and there are going to be three of them, three Hobbit movies. I just, and believe me, I love the Peter Jackson universe, but that, oh, that, that was really flogging up. But a no, I dead was, dragon. Yeah, I was just reading a lot of different things about, you know, the, the, the movie itself added a lot to it that was unnecessary. That's what they were, they were kind of saying. And then again, I'm like, what do people expect in a Star Wars movie, well, I guess? Could they also be adding stuff that may come up well, at see, the end? I think that's also what people are really confused about because from from what I understand, this movie and the next movie that comes out in 2019 ends the Skywalker saga. And you nailed it, the Skywalker saga, but they're already, I think they're going to have the Starkiller saga. The- yeah, but I mean, I feel like if they jump right neck into the next trilogy, because they already announced a trilogy. But it's supposed to be completely separate, a different band or whatever. And it's the guy who directed this one gets to direct that one because J.J. gets to direct the next uh, Skywalker saga. Okay, okay. Interesting. Well, it could could hit or miss because when they – I remember when they first announced Star Trek The Next Generation. And especially like the the cast of the original show, they were just up in arms. No, Star Trek is us. Star Trek is Kirk and Sulu. And it actually took people a while to, to get used to the fact that there was a whole universe out there. And as a result, you ended up with not only the the TV series and the, you know, Deep Space Nine and stuff, but even book series. You have Star Trek New Frontiers, which is a great book series. I don't know if you ever read it, but it takes like throwaway characters, like one-off characters that ended up in the TV shows and puts them together on the same same ship. And, it was a, and so it's a whole new universe with pre-existing characters, but who had never meant to interact. So Star Wars, they could actually go outside the, the, the Skywalker Chronicles, I guess is how you want to put it. Or as uh, Lucas originally called Star Wars, the Journals of the Will, or the Journal of the Wills. And um, it'd be interesting to see how it turns out. But I, I've been in, you know, media blackout since uh, this whole movie came out. I got another, like, 20, what, 27 hours, 28 hours. Oh, that's, that's all I need. So no more spoilers. And people, I'm not, you, I'm not you know, saying oh, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying, you know, those friends who are listening, you know but who do, you are. Do you believe when people say it enough, like this movie sucks, this movie sucks, this movie sucks, then you're going to not like it? No, absolutely it. not. To misquote Oscar Wilde, those who can do, those who can't critique. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, he said teach, but he's being ironic. But here's the thing. Let's look at uh, Cecil and Ebert. Uh, did you ever watch when Cecil and Ebert had their TV show? Uh, I've, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So Gene Siskel and Robert Ebert uh, had a, um, a show called At the Movies, and it ran for decades. Now, these two hated each other. I mean, so much so that they would actually, every year, the top billing would rotate. One year it would be Siskel and Ebert, and the next year it would be Ebert and Siskel. 
and they truly did not like each other. They were both, they both worked for Chicago newspapers as film critics, so they were rivals. They never agreed on anything, pretty so much. So is that why they got together? Because they knew that it would create a... They were masters of their craft. Here's the thing. And, you know, there was a grudging respect um, between them. But, you know, just personally, there was just a personality conflict. These were two alpha males saying, I like this movie. Well, I hate it. Well, you suck. Well, you suck. Um, but that's the thing. So you had two guys that were equally educated, equally expert in their fields in the same city, you know, so the environment was the same, and they could never agree. So if two reviewers can't agree, then whatever they say has no effect on me. I would watch the show just to get kind of a sense of the movie or watch the clip, but I don't think I've ever not seen a movie or a play or read a book because someone said, oh, this sucks. You know what? That, that doesn't encourage me to pick it up or tune it in to see for myself. Now, they may be right, and it sucks. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I saw the Emoji movie. I'm for sorry. A di- for a di- like a bet. Like I lost the bet, so I had to go see it. Boy, did you lose. <laughs> well, no, then that's what made me think. You know, it's like, all right, so who really pays attention to reviews? Because every review about that movie, it was like really bad. But then again, I was like, and when I went, there were still people in that theater watching that movie because of kids. Well, that was the audience. That's the thing. It's, well, I'm sure the Emoji movie was very infantile, very pedestrian, you know, no high humor. But that the audience is a six-year-old, yeah, six to 12. Um, now, there have been some movies where, like, like for instance, say, I'll take the Lego movie. I had no interest to watch it whatsoever. You know, just as it did not float my boat at all. But everyone's like, oh, Sean, you got to watch this movie. It's awesome. It, sorry about the pun. Everything was awesome. But I eventually broke down, and I think it was on one of my, you know, Showtime channels, and I watched it, and it was amazing. And I never would have tuned it in had people not said, Sean, trust me. And it's, it's, again, I don't read the reviews. I didn't watch the Emoji movie because I just thought the whole premise was, that that's a cash grab right there. Oh, it was. That's it, just it absolutely bad. was. It was. Because can you imagine, so the people that come up with emojis, technically, those are trademarks. Well, so the guy that came out with a poop emoji actually gets money every time well, that thing's on screen. What, what amazed me about it is I can see the creative process of like doing a movie like that because it is kind of clever and it's it is very current and people like the kids. That's what a lot of younger kids use that to communicate. So if they made some movie about like the underlying theme is communication takes more than just an emoji kind of thing mm-hmm. to to express yourself sometimes yeah. or something. You know, talk about something oh, like I'm sure that. There were levels. And there were there they they weren't there weren't <laughs> there weren't basically it's like if you're an emoji you can still be whoever you are but then again emojis have to be these things because we expect emojis to be the emoji when we press the button so I didn't really understand because the whole main character was like I can be who I don't have to be the me emoji oh so it's okay I get it so like a smiley face wants to be a poop or yeah or something, something like, like that. that oh well there's your there's yeah your and it, made, it didn't make any sense at the end because they're basically no, their sole purpose is to be the emoji when I click the emoji button on my phone like they live in your phone. Oh, so, I'd say this is Atlas shrugged all over again. This is, you know, the working class. Be don't be. Well, what's funny is there's a whole by... scene where he's acting up. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. He didn't perform his job. So the guy think the kid thinks his phone's all jacked up. So he's taking to get it deleted. And so throughout the whole movie, they're trying to like escape the phone because they know something's gonna happen. <laughs> so like basically, mass <laughs> genocide's about to be happening on this phone. And the funniest part was. Somehow, in a unique world, that one time he messed up got him to get this girl to like him because he was trying to send the girl an emoji. But he sent him, like, a jacked-up emoji because 
he the main character couldn't perform the the, the thing. You had one job. Yeah, and so and I was saying to myself, all right, so he saved him that time. He's not going to delete the phone because it's unique. But if that happened to like every phone in the world, probably more than half the phones would get deleted. Because you and me are like, oh, I wouldn't put up with this. Like, I, you know, it's not doing what I wanted to do. Delete. Okay, and God. so all those people are dying right now. All those emojis are being deleted. Well, it's like Toy Story, man. Can you even think of the kids are just getting traumatized if they accidentally like break a toy? Oh, I killed Woody. Uh, <clears throat> God help me because I'm actually going to ask a question about the emoji movie to, to get more information out of it. So you got, uh, is the main character, is he, what is he, a smiley He's face? a meh. Oh, man. Okay, he's a, a meh character. Meh, M-E-H. Uh, if, is he beholden to that one phone? Meaning every time the man Yeah, like is it's put, his phone. Like they up. know the creator. His name, I don't know what the kid's name was, but they know his life. They know what goes on to uh, on in him. And so like they start to try to save the phone. Uh -huh. They start going through his personal stuff, like trying to learn how who the girl is, like how to get to her, how to... So know. when the phone dies, they die. Yes. Well, so it's like the anti-Toy Story because these guys have a life expectancy of at the, between two days and two years maximum before the phone dies. Well, no, like delete. Not like if I didn't charge the phone. No, but I'm saying, well, well like, you know, Skippy's holding on to his yeah, new they, iPhone 7 because Well, died. that's what I'm saying. Like, they developed this world, and I was like, I don't think these writers knew what they were creating because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Because your phone gets updated, things get deleted, yeah. and they fall in water. If you I mean, delete the app, it just stays on iTunes. That would have been the funniest ending to the movie is, like, they saved the phone, and then the kid, like, slips because he's skateboarding or something and uh -huh. just crash and just shatters that's the phone. That's what I meant. When the, if the phone gets broken— they die, and that's opposite of that would have Toy been, Story, where they that would have forever. been a great ending. Now, Wreck-It Ralph, I got to say, they handled it well. Did you ever see Wreck-It yes. Ralph? I liked that one. I, I went in kicking and screaming because my daughter wanted to watch it. Uh, it had a heart. It had a well, plot. The only thing I didn't like about that movie is, the like, similar to the Emoji movie, is the Emoji movie featured a lot of brands. And it was definitely, like, I, it's almost like they held an auction and goes, all right, brands, who wants to be in the movie? We got a premiere spot for $2 million, and it's like, oh, Dance Dance, or like, you know, an app. Well, they, they had their variations of it, but, I mean, Wreck-It Ralph was obviously like well, Donkey Kong well, and Mario Bros. Well, the thing I didn't like about it is they included those people, mm -hmm. but they didn't commit to it. So, for example, like, all the main characters were not a built, already built character. But then you saw some of the world that, that we lived in mm -hmm. in the movie. So, like, even the main characters, like the Candy Cane Racing, the Space Invader knockoff lady, like, why not just do Space Invaders? If you're already going to have, well, I know we're already going to do it in the movie. You acknowledge that it exists in the same world. That's what's just kind of weird to me. I absolutely agree. Um, just, I think what we're getting out of all of this people at the end of it is that there's no well, way we, Skippy's we, ever going to watch get the Pixels emotion movie. We, is what we get out of it. I, I can't watch it. Now, you that's one that I, I heard. It's a great movie. The reviews, and I'm just not four inspired Four star to. out of 4,222. <laughs> I was about to say, four stars is this opposite day? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to do a music break here. We're hanging out in the studio. Join us, 936-647-3776. We're sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. We're going to be hanging out for a little bit more, so let us know what we need to talk about. There is a lot of stuff going on in Conroe. It is Christmas, and I hope everyone's making their plans. We do have a big lineup today at IRLoneStar.com, so stick around. More mornings, Lone Star. 
coming after a couple tunes. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our bumper music. We just wanted to make it would, sure uh, it'd be like the Outsiders, right? Oh, no, so, is it Socha's? Is that what the other gang was called? I think so. I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh-huh. And that's what that's what it should have been a bunch of fourteen-year-olds. Dick and I have been rewriting the the first Star Trek trilogy episodes Star one Wars. through three, uh, Star Wars trilogy in our heads. So episodes one through three where it would have been so much better. Uh, there are just some rules in Skippy's well, universe. What do you think is going to happen when? 75 years from now where people can just use Star Wars stuff. Oh, the, uh, the, the, when the copyright runs out? When the copyright out. runs out. Well, here's the thing. Lucas. Or you think Disney's just going to own the world? Oh, well, Disney will own the world by that point. Trust, trust you know me. What the, you know what's funny is uh, I wanted to bring this up to you because I was reading an article about their announcement of taking over Fox. And now uh, the Congress, some, some people in Congress are trying to do an antitrust investigation with, mm-hmm. with it. And one of the reasons they stated why they want to take over Fox is to prevent in a defensive measure against Amazon, Google, and Netflix. Hmm, interesting. Because they feel that Amazon, Google, Netflix are a threat to Disney. And to me, that puts it in a playing field of like, oh, that kind of makes sense. It does. It because does. if you add 20 years to this timeline, where are those three companies going to be? They're going to be still making movies, probably making TV shows, and have their own platform that you watch it on. So Disney basically either is going to have to put their stuff on their platform, or they're going to have to come up with their own. Right. No. Very, very good point. And also, uh, Disney was smart with if you're going to buy a network or a, a you know an entity that includes a network, 
think about Fox. Not only do you get the Fox Film Library, but with the except, well, UPN is oh, gone. They something that they had a, a statistic. They own sixty percent of the top ten highest grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fox, the, the movie library, forty eight percent of the top twenty five. Wow. But here's a look at this. They also own Fox TV shows now. So they would be able to do Serenity. Serenity. Well, yeah, that's Firefly. Saying, yeah, Firefly. The, the what's her name? Um. Oh, who's the the engineer? The gal. Her now she's a Disney princess. <laughs> uh, and, well, you know, uh, Fox owned Alien, so all the uh, all the aliens that pop out of the Queen, they're they're now Disney princesses. But can you imagine if Disney animatronic people got a hold of aliens and did like a full off foreign uh, theme park thing? That they Disney- did have it. I did go to one in Universal. Well, they had, no, it was Disney World. Uh, you walk in, the, that whole alien thing where you're sitting down in the yeah, chair. Yeah, and, and the breeze, breeze on you. Yeah, I did that, too. That's the first thing I did at Disney World. Scared the pants off. So of how does Disney get that? Because it wasn't alien, per se. It was an alien. Oh, because yeah. that was good. That was scary. Oh, that, yeah. I, was that like, was the, I think I was like 11 When the warm water time. falls on you and after He's the right guy has the blood. You. That was, uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I think it's gone now, but that was uh, that was an awesome that was right inside the front gate. I think it was the first thing we went to when we went to Disney World. But think about it. D- Disney now owns, you know, Firefly, uh, X-Files, the TV shows themselves that are on Fox. Fox is a significant presence on television that Disney now owns. And remember, Disney also owns ABC. So now they own two networks for, the, you know, pretty much um, out of four majors. And uh, NBC and CBS aren't doing too good right now. They're not doing too good. I think NBC's doing fine. They own a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but... Or people who own them own a lot of other uh, stuff. But I remember must-see TV on Thursday nights when, you know, NBC owned. Everyone was a a distant second. And that's when it was the Cosby show. I'm waiting for them to sit down and be like, all right, all this harassment stuff, we're going to restart. Everybody's fired. All new people. (laughs) New anchors. New grips. No, everybody. We can't. We can't chance it. We're gonna have these new contracts saying if you do this, you you're gonna get you know, <laughs> sued. So we're gonna put money in people's on their heads if they you know <laughs> bounties on their heads. And yeah, interesting. What number I asked that? I go, what would you do if like you know the new contracts now saying like I don't see why actors don't do that as like a as a not a bribe but as a guarantee. Hey, if I don't incentive, do, yeah. yeah, if I don't do this, you pay me like you know five thousand dollars every year. Yeah, that's dangerous, man, when the employee gets to set the rules. Like, if I don't screw up, do I get well, a bonus? Well, that's my theory on that, because we're, uh, who was it who died, like, last week? Some airline guy. Let me look it up. Like the CEO of an airline Yeah, he company? died, and the stock went down $4 billion. Wow. Because of his death. Well, yeah, if he was a good leader, you know, and that throws stuff in the air. If, like, no, it wasn't an airline. It might have been a train. Let me see. Because there's like some transportation. He's like, if Herb Kelleher ever passed away from you know Southwest, I, I think they take a hit because he had this uh, corporate philosophy behind it. Yes, uh, the CEO Harrison. What's this? I'm trying to find it where I Hunter Harrison of he he's just, he's a, been a CEO of railroads, different oh, railroad oh, companies. Okay, and I'm trying to see where this. Yeah, because like he died, and that one person died because apparently I didn't know this. Is when you're uh, when you're a public publicly traded company, and one of your upper upper management people 
have a condition, they're legally required to inform mm-hmm. people that he has a condition or mm-hmm. something like that. And he got announced they had a condition, and then he died like six days later or something like that. Wow. But I'd, I'd like to, I'd like my death to be able to, to affect the stock market like that. That would be cool. Well, what's interesting enough, that $4 billion, mm-hmm. the stock was still higher than it was before he started. Wow. No, see, that's a mark of a good CEO right so, there. I like Well, that. that's why it was a big story. He's, he's, he's a very highly successful. Well, that's a legacy. Seriously, wouldn't, you know, what kind of legacy would you have? You know, like when you die, do you want to be on the, the milestone section of Newsweek magazine? Do you want to tank the stock market? You know, what do you want your death to do? I want to be remembered for grab them by the uh, the neck. You know how it is. <laughs> do do, do that, I make you stew on this that, one? Do I make that, you squirm? Or? That reminds me. Did you see? Uh, I didn't know this even existed. Uh, Disney has a animatronic presidential museum. Yes. And they it took them a year, but they finished the Donald Trump. Oh, I didn't. I, so they they released it. I think yesterday or two days ago or something like that. And mm-hmm. you should check it out. It's creepy. Like, I don't – I mean, I, it's weird that people put so much time and effort into it. But apparently Walt Disney himself really cared about the oh, presidential the, history. The Hall of Presidents, I, I went there. Like, uh, when I went to Disney World, I believe Clinton was president. And Maya Angelou did the uh, the voiceover. Um, and yeah, the, these guys are, like, freaky good. You think Pirates of the Caribbean are, are realistic. You ought to see uh, uh, the Hall of Presidents. So they got Trump in there, huh? And, and, you know, everyone's going, like, ah, ah. <laughs> well, that was the the speculation was why it took so long <laughs> to make him stain proof. Well, I think it was uh, they it? were waiting to see if he was getting impeached or not. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure any any day now we're going to have some evidence of a collusion with Russia. It's got I mean, any 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 second now I'm waiting for my phone to give me that. Yeah. Moving on. So, hey, apparently net neutrality, the repeal of that's going to really affect the porn industry hard. Uh, some some numbers came out. Uh, uh, a quote from um, Fox News saying it's hard to overstate just how much porn is consumed online. Last year, Pornhub viewers, so apparently Pornhub is like this porn portal. What, what's your deal with uh, tracking porn? This is the second time you want to talk about porn this week. I prefer to call it erotica. Uh, okay. Um, but, you know, for the plebes, we'll call it porn. Uh Pornhub viewers alone watched over 91 billion, with a B, videos. And there were a total of 44,000 visits to the site per Do you think it was like hour. Netflix, though, where people, like, leave it on? Good question. Well, they're saying 44,000 hits per hour. Not a day, not a week, not a month, an hour. And... You know, I bet they're just sitting there going like, "Why are we making money off this?" <laughs> exactly, that's the whole point. It's it's to make money. The, you 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 do these things to to turn a profit. Um, so these uh, people, these forty four thousand people who hit porn sites, uh, a porn site every hour, they may be affected by this. Oh no, the the internet's falling apart. Uh, so far, so good on my uh, computer. I still got internet and paying the same amount, so that's good to know. Uh, we'll see what happens after the holidays. If the uh, was it the tax bill or net neutrality that uh, Nancy Pelosi called Armageddon? It was the tax bill, wasn't it? 
It's probably one of them, or both. Uh, yeah, no, but she actually said, this is Armageddon. And it's funny, this, everything's do or die. You know, the net neutrality will, you know, the repeal of that, we're all going to be paying $3,000. Even though the FCC has actual acts in place, the Hayes Act, I think, is one of them, and another one, that keep this from happening, that, that keep them from charging. There are antitrust laws and organizations that prevent it from happening. I, I think we're going to be okay, but I say that with all the, uh, you know, FCC diplomas on the wall behind me. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be right back. We'll Morning's Lone Star. Here, a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Feliz Navidad. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. I want to wish you, Dick, a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Feliz Navidad, Joy, you Noel. Uh, happy Kwanzaa, Festivus. Uh, what else do we got? Yule. Anything else there? Is it Kwanzaa? Well, I, I put I threw Kwanzaa in there. Uh, um, I think I think. You know what of, I found out this weekend? Holidays. You ever heard of a minch? A minch? Yeah, a it's, Jewish minch. Yeah, a minch means a good guy. Yeah, like they. I was with a uh, Holly, and they had a toy, and it was like the minch man. The minch. I was like really confused. How the minch stole Christmas? And it was an older gentleman, and mm-hmm. he had a beard and all that kind of stuff. And I asked Holly because Holly. Uh, is Jewish and I was like, "What is this?" And she just goes, "Oh, that's a mint. Just a good guy." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, why are people selling it? It's kind of weird." And he said, "She said it's similar to the Christmas elf on the shelf." Like, right, thing. I got you. And so I was like, "That is so bizarre." But <laughs> can we get one? <laughs> and yeah, mint is Yiddish for what a swell guy, what a good guy. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just kind of thrown off by that. Boy, what a mint! That's that's what you hear. So, um. Hey, uh, when the uh, Oscars on Oscar night, are you two going to dress up in a black dress to show your support for uh, uh, those affected by Harvey Weinstein? Wait, say that again? Okay, so apparently the the thing going around is uh, all these women, including like Meryl Streep, saying that to stand up for the women who have been affected by the ilk of like Harvey Weinstein, they're all going to wear black dresses to the Oscars. I feel I feel sorry for. Are, is that not typically normal to wear black dresses? To That's the like me giving up 
No, no, I mean like free basing cocaine. No, for no, 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 no. I mean, outside that, uh, when you go to the Oscars, you wear black. You usually wear black, right? Right. So okay, so this is like the weakest form okay. of protest well, I could or totally, support. I can totally see some poor lady who's like a sound designer on a short film or something going, and she's wearing black. She's all excited about being finally at the Oscars, blah blah blah. And then like you know, E News is over there on the red carpet and be like, "So are you part of the Harvey Wine?" She's like, "What?" Well, here's the thing. Let's say someone just doesn't want to wear black that night. They're going to be reviled. Oh, so obviously you don't care about women's rights. It will be interesting because why do we care so much? It's like People Magazine, I'm telling you. Well, they're they're, they're trying to keep relevant. I mean, surely they put out a statement going, we're all going to wear black. And Rose McGowan actually ripped Meryl Streep a new one about that, that that very thing, um, saying, you know, what what would help? Uh, uh, What what didn't help? Your silence. You know, if you'd spoken up. And Meryl Streep was like, hey, I didn't even know this guy. I didn't even know, you know, Meryl Streep's really walking it back. But Rose McGowan had a awesome parting shot. Apparently, Harvey Weinstein's wife has a a clothing line called Marchessa. And so Rose McGowan told Meryl Streep in her kind, hey, you know, why don't you just go ahead and wear Marchessa? Why don't you wear Weinstein's wife's uh, clothing line if you want to make a statement? So that's kind of funny, but uh, the Golden Globes are coming up, like right around the corner. And I think they're going to be the litmus test for how they're going to treat the Oscars. Because Golden Globes, there's a lot more alcohol involved, apparently. You sit around tables, you have dinner, and you you drink a lot more. It's going to be, I'll tune into the Golden Globes this year just to see if anything falls apart. Um, But I I can't throw my support behind the Oscars. I'll I'll wait for the next morning's uh, recap after that. But um, back to my original question, are you going to wear... For Oscars night, are you going to wear your little black dress? You can I don't think I've watched Holly? the Oscars in probably eight years, ten years. I've, uh, yeah, I, I've really, I, I just, the next day I go to like E! News or something and look at the, the ten best and worst moments, and that pretty much tells me what I need to know about the whole thing. Dead air. Dead air. You're, I was seeing what you're looking at. I, you know, one thing I really want to talk to you in the audience about, and I still can't figure out what's happening, is this UFO thing that I'm like occasionally seeing an article written in like a major publication. Okay. But I can't tell if it's telling me if aliens are real or if it's just telling me, yeah, UFOs exist, which means aliens might exist. Right. Well, and that's the whole thing. You know, UFO, for those who you, just in case you don't know, means unidentified flying object. And truly, it means anything until you identify it. It's a, It could be a weather balloon. It could be a Russian stealth bomber. It could be a drone. It's unidentified, and it's flying, and it's an object. That's what it means. Now, over the years, it's come to mean aliens, but in the, in the military, in the Air Force, which has domain over, over space, um, all things space-related, it is... Uh, uh, anything and, until you say we have, you know, we have a bogey, we have a vampire at this location, and then you, you scope it out. So recently, all, hundreds of thousands of documents were released, um, I believe by the CIA, um, that Trump approved. In fact, he actually held some back for extra uh, vetting before they went out because they were a lot of these things were heavily redacted, and a lot of them uh, dealt with UFOs. In the, in the context of possible aliens. And my personal theory, I think, uh, uh, did you ever see the movie Contact or read the book? Yes. Okay, one of the lines I loved in that is, you know, some kid asked uh, an astronomer, uh, do, do you think there are other worlds out there that have, a, you know, life on them? And the, the reply is, well, if not, it'd be a 
big waste of space because just, you know, the scale of the universe. I love that line. And I, I agree. I think it'd be a huge waste of space if we're the only ones. And assuming they came to us and stuff like that, I, I think the military debunks and treats people like insane, whoever comes up with it, to cover the fact that if a real one was reported, you could just be thrown in with that law. Uh, you know, you're, you're the one person who actually gets photographic proof, uh, you know, incontrovertible proof or something or or comes back with evidence that cannot be denied. Like, well, you know, you're just like the other 42 million people who, who are, are whack jobs today. I think the world would be just fine with it. I think religion would go on just fine. We'd have to adapt our, our mindsets, everything. And, and I'll put this is funny because earlier you were talking about Superman versus Batman. And that was my biggest problem with the movie is that Superman, yeah, he's an alien. I get it. But for decades, America, the world is cool with the concept of an alien among us with Superman. It would not be an issue. But in the movie, Zack Snyder decided to make it an issue. And that's why I didn't like it. It's, boo, alien, go home. It was a thinly veiled thing about immigration policy. And it was just, I just thought it didn't belong there. Superman is supposed to be fun. He's, he's the most powerful person. He's, you know, he's supposed to laugh. He's Christopher Reeve, Brandon Roush, uh, uh, Tom Welling, you know, all these people who played Dean Cain. They played him with a twinkle in their eye because he is, you know. And that's why I didn't like Batman. It's funny how I, I take your classified document back to Batman versus Superman. But I really think should alien life be proven, I think the world will go on just fine. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's more of how does it affect our life, our day-to-day -day life. Because, you well, know, like, for example, people get upset if there's an accident on 610 mm -hmm. and it, like, changes their day or their morning at least. And they get upset or, you know, they get flustered. Or, I, I mean, I think if there were aliens in the world, either if it affects our life or not, it doesn't really matter. Well— Or that's, that's what matters, if it affects our life or not. I think it would be depending on how the arrival happened. So let's look at movies like, you know, how many movies or shows have started off with giant spaceships hovering over major cities? We're talking Signs, V, um, Independence Day, Arrival. I mean, all of them is just one day these things just, just appear and hover, and we got to figure, and half the time they're good, like Arrival. Half the time they're bad, like Signs and almost everyone else. Um, but then you look at your alien contact movies like Contact, where they're, you know, they understand there's no way you're going to build a rocket ship to reach us, but here's a wormhole. And that's why I didn't like the end of the uh, movie of Contact, because once again, the government just tries to cover it up. Saying, you know, we're, the world's not ready for this. Uh, yeah, the world is. It, it's really, you don't have to say it was a conspiracy or anything like that. Uh, again, I, I think if proof comes... Well, life will go on fine. Of course, I'm, you know, I believe in the healing powers of Ovaltine, too. So, <laughs> you know, don't take my word for it. Well, we got to take a quick break. <laughs> you think about Ovaltine now? <laughs> yeah, we need to take a quick break, guys. We'll be back. We're going to say a quick thank you to Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Connor Coffee, and listen to some tunes. So stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. 
Between the Crichton Theatre and the Owen Theatre, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Mornings Lone Star. Sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee. And it is a beautiful, dreary day out there. It's 10-12. It's, uh, you know, it kind of feels kind of, if it were like 30 degrees colder, it would really feel Christmassy because it's got the, the overcast thing, but right now it's just muggy and, and warm out there. Yeah. But, uh, we, we, you know. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas, though, regardless. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm just thinking if we crank down the AC in the studio to like 50 or something, then we could pretend. So did I tell you about yeah. the uh, the Christmas tree Mrs. Skippy got for the hotel room? Yeah, the little you know, one. Maybe about the size of, you know, it's like maybe the size of an old G.I. Joe. And she actually found miniature ornaments to hang on it, too. So I walked in the room last night and saw this thing fully decorated with a little little tree skirt that was the size of a coaster. This is pretty cute. So we're getting the Christmas spirit there. She got some battery-powered uh, lights that she's going to um, limb the, the, the window with and just let all the Quinta know that we're in the holiday spirit. So, hey, do we have any, like, local things going on here? I've well, been, I wanted, been digging to, out I wanted to talk to you about the bullet train, the, the Texas bullet, bullet train, train uh -huh. that uh, they're working on between Houston and Dallas. And biggest point is it doesn't go through Montgomery County. Just letting you know. That it, the, the current plan doesn't because the that old doesn't. plan did, and everyone was complaining about, we don't want a bullet train in uh, going through Montgomery County. But now if it's not, then what people are going to be complaining about is that, well, we want a bullet train that goes... Well, everyone's going to complain about something. Right. But so what are your thoughts on a bullet train? You want a bullet train from well, here? Well, my only concern with it is mm -hmm. basically we're doing a four-hour drive to 90 minutes. That's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. My issue is after watching the Christmas train, <laughs> the, the, the wonderful Hallmark movie of this year, I, I started looking at how much it costs to travel by train. And 90 minutes sitting in, in like a seat... I mean, I, I could do it, and but the, my issue is how much is it going to cost? And then once you get to Dallas, how are you going to be driving around? you got to have a car there or an Uber or a Lyft or a family member. So you're talking about spending money and saving money when you're making the decision about travel. So, mm -hmm. like, what would you say percentage-wise is, is you're traveling for work and traveling for pleasure? <laughs> With me, 99 work, one pleasure. Okay, so— <laughs> 
Well, a lot I'm of sorry, people. I take that back. This radio show is a pleasure. So uh, about 80-20. Well, I mean, like, I'm more of like I'm going to Dallas or I'm mm. going to Houston. We're like in between. Most people are going to Dallas for work, I imagine. Or would you say most like the? What do you think the average? I would is? say probably it lean it leans a little bit towards work, but probably 60, 40, 55, 45. Dallas is a destination for uh, you know families. You know, my, my the only time I go to Dallas is see family my sister uh it's a pop and people it goes both ways people in dallas want to see the coast and people in houston want to like kind of get it to where it could possibly snow or or it's yes. not as muggy well i mean like and because if you think about this uh, if there's a long-term plan i'd like to see it but see this is only just taking you to dallas mm-hmm. so is it really like it's like you said is it going to take you somewhere where it's like a vacation spot not really is it going to take you somewhere that's in between a destination spot Maybe like I. But where would you go from there? And well, we went through this in Houston when they were building the the light rail in Houston. It was oh to get you between uh, Minute Maid or not Minute Maid Park, uh, uh, the, the the football stadium, Reliant, and well, no downtown. Drive over there. <laughs> yeah, but it's like to get basically that was the whole the original uh, light rail was from downtown to and from the stadium, and they said we have to have this so we can get the Super Bowl. And so they did, and what, of course, the first time we got the Super Bowl, what they do? Oh, too many people! We got to shut down the train. So it was it was ill conceived to begin with because is the medical center uses it basically to just go three blocks where they used to walk it or, or something. So we're paying millions on this thing. Same with the bullet train. Well, I mean, I can see it working if it if a lot of things that lined up in a sense of if I got to Dallas, is there automated cars? Is there there's Uber? How much is it going to cost me to get around town? Because I imagine the train ride. I hope it's inexpensive. I would hope it be. Like, how much would you pay top dollar? Like, the highest you would pay? 50. 50 bucks to go from there and back? So $25 there and back? I'd actually, just for the convenience, I, I'd, I'd allow myself to pay 50 one way. Okay. Uh, but that's, like, top. That's well, because I would look at it, I would look at it like you, that to get to Dallas from here is a four-hour car drive, average car That'd be like a half a tank of gas. It's door to door from my door to my sister's. It's two hundred and ten miles, so, so it's like, about two hundred. About a half a tank of gas, right? Uh, two thirds. It depends on what you have, but so say let's let's give it two thirds of gas, and that's what uh, eighteen bucks. Well, here's the thing: um, if you get forty miles, you get so thirty miles to the sounds, gallon. It sounds fifty dollars sounds reasonable because if you're mm-hmm. saying twenty dollars in gas there, twenty dollars in gas back. And then you're paying somebody to drive you, basically. Mm-hmm. But you don't have your car. Don't have your car. You don't have your radio station to play with. I always, always stop at uh, Centerville. Yeah? Which is the halfway point. They're on both sides of the freeway. There's this uh, place called I don't, think, I don't think this this train ride will go through Centerville. That's what I'm saying. It's I have my, you know, I've done the Dallas trip countless times, dozens, to and from. It. And unless it's the middle of the night or something, I'll stop in Centerville at one of the Woodies. And- Get and get a snack, use the restroom, refill the coffee. Sometimes we'll stop in Fairfield well, at Sam's. My favorite spot where they're talking about putting the start of it mm-hmm. here in Houston is probably in the worst areas right now. It is the 290-610 right there. Are you kidding me? No, they're, they're, put, they're thinking about putting it on the Hempstead Highway. That is already the most traveled stretch of highway in america yeah literally so I, I like that i mean that's what i'm saying like i think the only way it would work is a lot of these things come together and people don't have to worry about it because you when you're driving and things like that especially when you get to dallas 
you got to have those accommodations already in place. And what someone even argued is by the time this train is actually built and in operation, there's a good chance we have automated cars mm-hmm. by that time. Yeah, so you could just have a car take you and you'll have a car the whole ride. Yeah, or yeah, a- absolutely right. Uh, people that, uh, for you city planners, just let you know the word ill advised is actually hyphenated. Uh, know how to spell it correctly because you're going to be using it a lot. Well, I feel like also with the automated cars, I think what's going to happen is there isn't going to be an introduction to it on a public level that's expensive. Because most new technology things, they, when they get introduced to the public, it's like, oh, you got to pay a premium because it's the newest thing. It's a new, like the newest way to do it. I think what and that's what's happening with all these companies investing in Uber and doing all these things where they go, hey, the transition needs to go seamlessly already into our infrastructure. Oh, look at Teslas. I, I actually saw some Teslas, to, went to a local uh, uh, dealership in, at Market Street. They're a little expensive, don't get me wrong, but they're not like break the bank. And same thing with well, your, like I, your hybrid car. Well, I meant more of like enterprise or something like that. Oh, oh you mean using a- when they get when they get the first automated cars, it's not like, hey, I have a choice of riding a train for fifty bucks or I can ride a car for the weekend for hundred and fifty bucks and have a car mm-hmm. and I don't have to drive. I can just sit in the back seat and it'll take me. I still don't know. I mean, I guess it's the future. I just don't know if people will ever feel comfortable enough to not. Oh, they'll get over it. That happens. That so? happens. It's like the world of technology. People get uncomfortable with the first start of something. and then. Would you ride in an airplane, a commercial jet that had no pilots? To be honest, I don't even see the pilot. So, like, they have an automated voice. It could already like, be happening. I mean, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Like, the, I mean, think about it. They don't let you walk. They don't let you see into the cockpit. So, I, I mean, I, I get that, but I just, I, I know that never, sounds really ignorant of it, but I was just like, it's, it's a point. It's a point. I, I couldn't, I, I have to have the human for all the quirks and foibles. I have to have the human factor, uh, the manual override, I guess is what I'm saying. And if I'm in the back seat, I can't reach the front to wrench the wheel. Cause some idiot is, is hijacked or uh, hacked this car in front of me. Well, I imagine what uh, what I would hope ha- would happen is uh, similar to like the HOV lane. There mm-hmm. will be something like that in the future where there's a lane designated for automated cars. Absolutely. Mainly because of just responding to other crazy people. But then again, I mean, I wonder what the statistic of when most accidents happen. Is it in the left lane, the fast lane? Because the automated cars would never use the fast lane. They would never use it. I, I guess oh, yeah, it'd they, be a they, safety deal. So it'd be like we only can only go at sixty-five. That would have to be. They would have to actually build an HOV lane the whole way, like a, a little thing, or use the outside shoulder. One thing that's a positive about the train is it's ninety minutes, almost guaranteed. Automated cars, you don't really know if there's an accident or not. You're going to get slowed down. Good point. But the train, you're going to be there in 90s. See, it makes sense to do it for, like, the work people because the work people can always – I mean, everyone gets – it's crazy what kind of perks people get. They get the, you know, travel perks. So it's like, yeah, they'll pay for my train ride. They'll pay for my Ubers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because I'm doing business. But, uh, but I mean, that's all – it makes sense for them to do it. Mm-hmm. But for the average person, if I'm going to go see family, it does kind of make sense. They can pick me up. Yeah. I just, I, I'm old school. I, I like the road trip. So, you know, uh, even if the bullet train were available or, or, or uh, cars, uh, auto cars, uh, I'd still probably hop behind the wheel of my own car so I could stop at Woody's and pick up those. Uh, that well, that's thing. what people are saying is the automated car will be a better option because it gives you that option to drive. 
but if you so if you have a dedicated lane for auto cars, then you have some idiot who decides well, like, to well, take over and take it down to fifty miles an hour, then they all you're stuck there. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the problem with the automated car idea is you're depending on other people. Mm-hmm. And but I was saying like similar to the HOV lane, when you get onto the HOV lane, you're required. You like it ass of course people. I mean, look at the HOV lane here. No one cares. Have you seen that that special? They will rip in and out of that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Process, and I'll see one person in there. They need to put up a little. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. When driving through the woodlands and that's happening, I don't mind that. Like, I kind of want to do it because <laughs> when I was coming in on Monday, it Dick, was. you recidivist you. Well, I didn't do it. Oh. I'm not. Because I'm, I know that one time I do it, I'm going to get busted or something. <laughs> But I was sitting there in the left lane because I know I'm going to shoot past the Woodlands, so I get in that far left lane because I'm like, everyone's going to try to go to Woodlands Parkway or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there bumper-to-bumper traffic. I'm like, what is going on here? And then nobody was in bumper-to-bumper in the HOV lane. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get over the Woodlands. And uh, <laughs> that's why I was like, I wish someone was in the car with me or something like that. But Well, in the backseat of my car right now, I've got a five-foot-tall stuffed animal. It's going to be a Christmas present for someone. And if you want to borrow it between now and Christmas, you can use it to hop on the HOV lane. Maybe they won't notice. It's an elephant. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we need to have cameras on it, though, to start t- taking in people because there's so many people that just— oh, Eventually that's going to happen. There's going to be some um, popo who's going to be hanging out, checking checking it out. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, we got to take another quick break. It's just a sponsor break this time, folks. We'll be back having fun in the studio. Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com Worldwide. On the Star Internet Radio app for your smartphones. We're sponsored to you, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. It's 1027 in the morning and we're on the air. They can skippy. Mornings Lone Star. Sponsored by... Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you guys for keeping us caffeinated and cleaned. We truly appreciate it. Hey, we got some breaking news. Dick, do the breaking news sound. 
Thieves have struck the house of. <laughs> so, uh, Commissioner. Star, community radio. Breaking news. <laughs> oh, I thought you do an intro. You want me to do like an underline? No, that was good. That was good. Keep, keep it going. If you didn't know, guys. <laughs> so what's the breaking news? Breaking news. Thieves have struck Commissioner Nowak's house. Well, his lawn. Well, they they took his inflatable reindeer uh, off his lawn. That's right. County Commissioner uh, Precinct 3, uh, James Nowak, uh, one, one of our uh, county commissioners. We have four. Commissioner's Court is four county commissioners and one uh, county judge. Uh, James Nowak uh, was pretty much the Woodlands area. And uh, apparently thieves uh, ripped off his uh, 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 decorations and he put out a tweet. And I'm going to read to you his tweet because it's really funny. To the jerk, you know, where you do the, the S in the parentheses because you don't know if it's singular or plural. To the jerks, I thought it was funny to steal the Christmas lights out of my yard. I want you to know you are a thief. It's not a joke to steal. It's also not safe. In other words, I dare you to try it again. I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna blow holes in you. Wink, if you, wink. If you, you winky face, if you steal my inflatable Rudolph and my inflatable Frosty, you will be killed. Uh, he's got a point though. Is if you're gonna, people don't steal Christmas ornaments for crying out loud. It's I know. You TP a house. Do something that's you know doesn't involve stealing something. Uh, you know, if you wanted to TP Commissioner Noack's house, and I'm not saying anyone should, I like the man very much, but, uh, uh, you know, do that. Don't, don't, don't steal someone's ornaments. And, uh, speaking of which, uh, what, do you have any like favorite places to go, uh, Dick, uh, to look at Christmas lights? Cause you know, this become like a big thing. No, actually I hate that because it requires stop and go driving and I can't stand stop and go driving. Oh, okay. There was a, when, um. Now, if there was like a train that took me through. I'd be okay with, or like a, a, a hayride, and I'm not the one driving. Oh, there you go. That would work. Because we went on a hayride this weekend for my niece's birthday, or my niece's How birthday. How was that? You know, the kids love that stuff. Well, adults love it, too, if you have, if the mood is there. You know, if yeah, you're it was the right nice. People. It was nice weather. The My sister's neighborhood does, like, a really extravagant. Uh, now, if the bullet train did it. You, it'd go too fast, man. It'd be like a. <clears throat> like a blur. Yeah. Um, near my neighborhood, I live in a, a part of the woodlands called uh, uh, Timber Lakes, Timber Ridge. And at the end of it, uh, oh, just off of Glenlock, there's this little sub-neighborhood, little sub-village. And they have, apparently, uh, I, I, I read the sign once and I'm trying to remember it. If you live in this little sub-neighborhood, it's probably got like maybe 50 houses in it. Uh, everybody decorates up for Christmas. There's some memorial fund that was set up. There was a resident there who, who passed away who left it in his David something, and he left it in his will that there would be enough money to buy, like, all the Christmas decorations in the universe for, for this thing. And so they, like, string stuff between the houses, and it's become very popular. Now, since it's so close to my house, typically we just walk, the, you know, walk it. We don't drive it. Um, but they, it's so hardcore there. You got the holograms in the window where you see Santa waving at people and talking. And it's very lifelike. You have this one house that is a very low band radio station that, you know, says, tune in to 89.6 now. And if you tune in, you hear the, welcome to the Parker house. And we, so, cause when you're stuck in traffic, you're there for like five minutes. It's gorgeous. Uh, used to be in the old days, uh, we'd go down to Memorial area, Memorial Houston, the really highfalutin areas. 
uh, because that was like the million dollar, you know, where they, where they paid professionals to do it hardcore. And it's great to see. But I, I like this uh, this neighborhood we have. It's just off Glenlock on the north end of Glenlock, right next to uh, McCullough Junior High School. If you're there, check it out. Really nice. And I'm going to go clear my throat. So, Dick, back to you. And we're back with Dick Schichler here on Let's Talk. No, uh, no, I think the uh, the Christmas lights are a cool thing to do. Uh, and I think it's similar to like the fireworks. If it's something that you really, you really don't know what to do and you want something to do, there's really cool areas that get really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was actually talking to an Uber driver about that because I was like, it must be kind of somewhat entertaining now when you drive people, you see all the Christmas decorations because some people, and I still, this is one thing I don't get because when you spend so much time, because you can tell when people spend more than like a couple hours. Right, yeah. And I'm like, man, if I spent more than two or three hours doing any Christmas decorating, I have an issue in my mind because you're really, you're really, you're realistically looking at something that you're going to be putting up and taking down within 30 days. Right. If you're official. I heard the doc too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, I was hallucinating. I, I was just thinking about that because, you know, you do that. And I was like, I want, you know, things online like the shortcut, you know, like, you know, the shortcut of putting up lights and they're mm-hmm. showing you how to do it. And like you have to design this whole system first. And then it takes like 10 minutes to just clip everything in and all that kind of stuff. But then I was like, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of being creative every year mm-hmm. and doing it different? Because aren't you – or do you think people do it the same every year? It depends. I, I think they like to build on it. You know, you may have your standard where, like, the entire the, – the eaves and the walls are, are lined in uh, the white lights, and then you can add extra stuff to it. Sometimes you get in the competition with your uh, with your neighbors, um, so that would be – So that's healthy. Like, we did something down here where people – not us because we don't participate in neighborhood things – but, you know, we decorate the front of the windows here on Main Street mm-hmm. and Brownie's Jewelry won, third year in a row, whatever. <laughs> and uh, The fix is in. But I don't know. I just feel like if I spent more than three hours, because I do remember a couple times helping my parents do it. And they tried different things. They tried the gimmick stuff where it was already pre-made and you just had to stick it in the ground kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. we did the lights. And I will say that the light, if you do the individual lights and you spend the time, it looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So there, there's a uh, a Woodlands company called The Perfect Light, and they they do lighting like year round. But their big thing is is Christmas time. But and but their office, it's off the I forty five feeder road. You can't miss it. It's twenty four seven. That thing is loaded to the gills on on Christmas lights on it. The, the entire building. So you kind of get a year round a peek at what they can do, and they're they're really good. I don't know. If you are listening and you've purchased someone put lights up on your house, please let us know because we want to talk to you. Yeah, we want to get to the, you know, delve into it here. Um, you know, is, is it like, well, it's like paying someone to do your yard. Well, could you say that money buys you happiness when that happens because you come home really happy because your house looks so beautiful in the lights? I, You know, money does buy happiness. Anyone that says otherwise is, is a liar. Life is pain, highness. Anyone who tells you differently is selling something. Money buys you Merry Christmas. It does. It's buying presents under my tree. You done with Christmas shopping? Just about. I got about two more to go. And I'm the good. dog ate the box for Holly. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out how I should go about that. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, Honey, the it dog happens. ate it. Yeah, the dog ate it. Uh-huh. You're, you're going to have to sell that well, one. Which is the box. Not always in the box. Okay. Just, I'd still wrap the, the destroyed box anyways just to let her know. You can tell her the story. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what I think I'm doing. Whatever. Go for it. If you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, we're going to take a music break. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star. Better festival today. So what are we doing tomorrow, Dick? Can you so we do have a cool remote tomorrow morning, guys. What, what? That's right. We're doing a live remote. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it at Operation Blue Elf. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office and Partners proudly present the first annual Community Christmas Toy Drive. It's uh, happening out there, over there at the... Uh, the, the, the Lone, Lone Star, Star. Convention, Convention Center slash... Montgomery County Fairgrounds. I think it's more of the fairgrounds than an actual center. Okay. But uh, all these people got together, folks, from the past, like, month, including your county sheriff, to to collect toys. And they're giving out toys to families tomorrow morning. So we're going to be there kind of in the middle of it watching all these families get these toys who were, uh, I think, what, what the officer in the studio said that, you know, they're affected by Harvey and things like that. Mm-hmm. So Operation Blue Elf is being executed tomorrow. That's awesome to hear. So I like that. And unfortunately, this weekend, no uh, no plays locally. Uh, everything's kind of, I think, shut down. This whole week has been a dead week. I know. we we got to cause some mayhem and hijinks, my young friend. Yeah. Let's, let's, go, go, steal, let's go steal some uh, Christmas decorations. Let's go hit the other three county commissioners and, uh, you know, make make uh, Commissioner Noack feel a little better about it. But, uh, yeah, guys, take the take the stuff back, man. <laughs> go well, do we know what it was? Um... Uh, apparently lights, like like the outside lights, maybe in the trees or something like that. That's such a weird thing to steal. I did, you know, it's probably some hate. I'm telling you, some fraternity with like, hey, I you dare you to go steal like the a, commissioners. If it was like a 12 foot Santa Claus, like oh, that's cool. I'd be steal. all over that, right? Sorry, but I, I would. I'd be part of that one. But we'd bring it back. Uh, yeah, I think this is probably a hazing thing gone wrong. I just love uh, how Commissioner Nowak had pushed the veiled thread at the end. You know, it's Dane. Don't don't steal from us, man. We we we're. we're uh, are, we're, we're guarded by Smith and Wesson, so uh, I, I hope for these guys' safety that they bring they bring Commissioner Noack's lights back. And uh, hey, we can go out there and like set some new ones up. We can suck up to them. 
You want to do that this afternoon? No. Go knock on his door? No. You don't want to do that? I'm not going to be part of that. Like I, j- I just got through saying that I'd, I hate spending time putting up decorations. But this is for, for the benefit of sucking up to a politician. I don't, I don't play that game. Don't you want a commissioner in your pocket for, you know, an hour? For, for all of, those important things yeah, in the future? Hey, you never know. You never know. I think that would be great if you approach one of them and just like, all these things I've done for you, uh, when's it get back <laughs> going to happen? And they'd be like, excuse me? I'm like, you know, like, hey. you know, I want a free, like, popcorn or like, you know, hey, where, where's my rewards card earnings here? Remember when we got your Christmas decorations back? Uh, don't you think it's time to return the favor with a... Uh, Free parking meter <laughs> pass. Well, I always thought about that because when you think about wanting to bribe a <laughs> politician, it's for specific. I can't think on top of my head like, oh, it's average. You know, to take care of it, just bribe the politician. Because <laughs> you always see that in the movies where it's just like, oh, take care of it, just bribe them. And it's usually for permits, I guess. Like, what is it? What like? It's probably really bad to talk about in that. Well, no, because well, we can compare it to the movies. The movies that happens all the time, but in reality, politicians like they really aren't can't that do stupid. that. Yeah, well, they can't do that much, though. Right? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like there isn't like a, an on-off switch for them to be like, yeah, sure, got it. And usually in the movies, it's like, well, the money eventually works its way up to the prime guy, but there'd have to be so much money to pay to to where you. And you would have to be. They have to be doing so many bribes to mm-hmm. the point where you get caught like easily because you're constantly trying to use that to, to advance your position and that's the only way you know how to advance it is taking these bribes and doing that kind of stuff right but i i, I just don't you know, there are just some political offices that i don't think inspire that kind of bribery graft and larceny and uh you know i do know kind of what commissioners do i kind of research you know what a county commissioner does and they're in charge of like county budget and infrastructure, you know, so if there's flooding or trees in the road, you know, that's that's who you call. Uh, you don't call a congressman for that. You call your county commissioner. But uh, unless you're trying to get the tree removal service contract for the county, I don't think there's a lot you can bribe a county commissioner on. Now, do you think, wait, could this have decoration theft have been kind of like a warning from like the, the local Woodlands well, Mafia? Well, you didn't pay. Yeah. You didn't pay. You didn't pay your protection money. So You realize uh, like the chaos you would start if you did that to somebody just to make it up, <laughs> like better pay up, you know, like vandalism. The- and they're like, oh, what's you got to pay up for? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Should we make that a subplot into our Olympic curling movie screenplay we're working on? What we do is that's how you end the, the mo- movie. That's how you end the movie. And be like, wait, like, wait a second, what does she have to pay up for? Like, what's <laughs> going on? And then the movie ends. And the, but you have the end and then dot, 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 question mark. And we set it up for the sequel. I think it'd be hilarious in this new Star Wars movie if Hayden Christensen shows up. But, like, he's somebody else. And he's like, <laughs> oh, sorry to bump into you. Sorry, it's all right, man. And, then like, and he keep- walks out going, yippee! <laughs> Uh, now don't don't spoil, spoil this for me. You know, I'm I'm just waiting to see is Jar Jar ever going to make a comeback? Now, if he shows up in this movie, well, this is a spoiler. I don't mind knowing about if he shows up, but uh, I think Jar Jar is just one of those. Uh, it's like uh, in Happy Days, the TV show. Uh, Richie had an older brother named Chuck who literally went upstairs to his bedroom one episode and is never seen again and never referred to again. So you always got to wonder about that. Well, I mean, we always said that the. Writing in the Star Wars movies aren't haven't always been the best. No, the uh, the first movie, the, the New Hope, because uh, I think it was loved so much because it paid homage to 
from everything from Tarzan to Beauty and the Beast. Well, it just it was pure, pure adventure. Yeah. And, and it threw everything. There were so many moments. I mean, well, think about it. What's funny, I was, again, Mark Hamill is a really interesting interview guy. He was talking about this uh, when Empire Strikes Back comes out, where they switch the, yeah, the, the, line, the line. And he was talking about when he remembers getting it, he really liked the original more than what the later they really told him, like, this is what they're really going to say. Because apparently it was George Lucas, the director, and, and Lee Brackett. And uh, and Mark Hamill were the only ones that knew mm-hmm. of what with the line because on the set they didn't say that because mm-hmm. the original script said Obi Wan really kills your, your father. father right and and Mark Hamill was like I really like that idea a lot more because it brings more like can you imagine the first trilogy based on that would have been so much better yeah and, I absolutely agree. yeah and it's just like is it really causes that uh, what the four the dark side does is that distrust in your own and your own feelings. Because if you remember the whole idea with the force, like, you know, search your feelings, search the truth inside yourself, and then the constant doubt being played in your mind because your feelings are playing doubt. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool. I like that. And, you know, they, they didn't do that. Uh, and that's the whole thing. Uh, you know, Lee Brackett wrote it and then Lee died before completing the the this is what's going to happen. Um, so they had to kind of like hope for the best when they came up with it. I still say. You know, uh, you were asking like in 70 years what, you know, what they would do with it. I would love to see a filmed version of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Did you hear about that? After the uh, first Star Wars movie, New Hope came out, uh, everyone was contractually bound pretty much for a sequel, but they had no idea if there's going to be money for a big budget one. So they had a screenplay ready to go called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and it only had uh, Luke, Leia, R2, 3PO, and uh, an appearance by Darth Vader. And that was it. No, uh, no Han, no Chewie. And it's funny because this story is viewed as canon. It happened in the actual Star Wars universe. And there's a passage in there about Luke fantasizing about Leia. And in his mind, he's talking about the, the times they got jiggy with it. And so that's how you know that they did not plan for Luke and Leia to be brother and sister. Uh, that, that came much later. Great story. Uh, really empowering for Leia. And uh, when they realized the first movie was going to be a blockbuster, they, they started working on Empire Strikes Back, and they gave it to a novelist called Alan Dean Foster, and he turned it into a novel. It's a really good book, uh, different. Uh, it takes place on a jungle planet uh, about a force crystal, and uh, I'd love to see a film version of that. If you haven't read it, you should read it. Skippy dictates you should do that after you watch The Room. Man, you're telling me to do way too much stuff. Hey, you know, it's, I, you're my Padawan, man. See, I'm I'm the I'm the older I'm the elder I'm Qui Gon, you're Obi Wan, and Qui Gon tells Obi Wan watch the room and read Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Then you do what Qui Gon tells you. You betcha. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap today up, folks. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back 9 a.m. tomorrow morning live from the uh, Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Uh, Skippy and I will be having fun for this first annual Operation Blue Elf brought to you by the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office and a bunch of sponsors, man, like HEB, you know, LMC Leadership, all those guys. Great idea. This is a wonderful setup. I'm, I'm really liking that. And you say it's, this is the inaugural. This is the first one that's going down? Yes, yes. So, uh, More information can be found at mctxsheriff.org, mctxsheriff.org for Operation Blue Elf. I really don't think there's any participations open because this is kind of like an event just to 
give the gifts out to the kids. So we're just going to be having fun talking to people. Have some fun. And hey, if so, I think if someone wants to show up with a gift in their hand to add to the pile, I think they'll let you. You never know. Let's find out. <laughs> don't do it. Don't just do it. Don't do it. Yeah, but yes. Just don't show it. Well, it's fairgrounds. If you're just now joining us, we got a lineup, IRLoneStar.com, show calendar. We podcast every episode. Uh, Morning's the Lone Star on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. So stick around for more shows today. Look up IRLoneStar.com. Special thanks to Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine and cleansweepofficecleaning.com. So uh, also visit Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Co- visit ConroeCoffee.com. Go for it. Dude, good seeing you today. Good seeing you too. And see I'll you see tomorrow. you tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. with more mornings of Lone Star. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.